0: You can be the yeah. zoo the whole time. Not the whole time. I'm nearly done.
1: <laughs> it's like the Joe Rogan podcast. Have you seen that? Oh God, yeah. Have you seen how like scared he is about chimps? Have you seen that meme? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's like going on about how if chimps were smart, it would just be like an apocalypse. And he gets really into it. It's a good video.
0: Okay, take your word for it.
1: <laughs> <like the>
0: okay. <laughs> 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 Okay, so, um, I have, I have some questions. I want to talk about a couple of topics that I think you're an expert in or at least more than most people. Um, right. So I guess I'm going to kind of treat this like an interview. Um, but there's no, there's no rules here. Like I said, uh, so we'll just go with
1: the flow. So I get to pretend I'm famous and get big headed.
0: Yeah. Well, we assume, we assume yeah, yeah. that in the future, uh, you know, you never make a piece of artwork. And it's immediately worth money. You you make it in the knowledge that one day it will be in a gallery worth millions
1: when, yeah. when, you, when, you're, when dead. you're dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I want to make this, but I will never see any of it. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's,
0: that's what it's like being a, an artist in the world of art. That's art, bro. Yeah. So, so they, that's, yeah. yes, that's how this is going to go. Um, so I'd like to start by asking you a question. Um, the question is, so if, if I put this on my podcast thing, then the people I've met from different places, from university, from um, Willem de Koning, from Rotterdam, they're going to they're gonna hear this Alfie guy. So who who are you to me and vice versa? How do we know each other?
1: Well, I mean, I actually always struggle when I tell people about, like, my homemade friends to say, like, oh, yeah, we met at Fridays. <laughs> And you yeah. are like, what? But like, we met at, well, did we meet there or did we meet at like, I know we met at a home ed function. Did we not meet at like sports? Both being home educated and, you know, you got, yeah, I think so, actually. And that weird place where they like, they hated us. <laughs> like the people who were teaching us sports just thought we were annoying little bastards. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so. I mean,
1: we, we, we've we yeah. shared a unique experience, haven't we, in that we like, we were in a classroom of, like, ten people. Yeah,
0: you know um, what I mean? And, um, that, and what, was interesting about the f- what was interesting about that? Like, why is that interesting? Why is it different to normal classroom?
1: Well, having only been to primary school, I can't really say too much about high school, but I can't exactly imagine, like, the teacher letting you talk about FIFA, like, in the classroom at high school... <laughs> Or like, do you remember when we went to the her house and we would like go to the shops and like bring back Doritos and stuff.
0: Yes, I do. And like, we would stuff like that. And we were sitting around her, like our classroom was literally her kitchen table.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. It is bizarre when you think about it, actually. Do you remember when she got burgled and and we stopped for a while? Was that? I'm not Wait. sure if that was when I was going or when that was. I
0: don't, I don't know. know. I'm not sure I ever knew that happened. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think she got burgled one time, and then it was like, we didn't do it there anymore for a while. Damn, I didn't know that.
0: So, okay, yeah, so you, home education. This is how this is yeah. home education. Um, yeah, that... And that's something that, I want to talk thing, about yeah. a bit, because it's, it
1: seems like a super weird thing, I think, to
0: most people. Um, yeah, I was just going to
1: say, it's that a thing that you kind of have to stop and explain, and always, like, sometimes justify as well. So let's assume that
0: someone hears this, and they've been to primary school, secondary school... High school, sixth form, university, which yeah, is a lot well, of people. What the hell is yeah, homeschooling? The, why
1: schooling? What is it, and why would you do it? Well, I'd say the reasons you do it is because you want a different environment to learn in than what you get in like a you know, government school or private school or whatever. Um, but I mean, the reasons for doing it would differ from people to people because you know like we knew people that were pulled out of school because they just didn't get on at school. You know, we knew people at home school for loads of different reasons, didn't we? Like, for religious reasons even, and for like, I'm trying to think of some people, like, that I can kind of reference without referencing, if you know what I mean.
0: Well, hey, everyone
1: different reasons why you would do it. Yeah. I feel like it's totally individual. And so... Because I know we had friends that went to school and stuff, didn't we? Of their own accord, like, they didn't have to.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, through the years there was like there was kind of an ever, there was always a flow of people kind of entering and exiting the homeschool community. Some people would go to school yeah. at high school level and would come back in to the homeschool community after yeah, being definitely. at high school and it was always like an ongoing
1: yeah, it was an odd thing. I remember I remember the thing about one thing about being homeschooled as well was not being afraid. like if I suppose if you're at school you've got like your friends are limited to like an age group, aren't they? Because you've got your year and that, but in when you're homeschooled, it's less of a thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, for a start, we're what one year apart. We would have been a school year apart, I think. Because you're older than
1: me. Sure. I think so, but I think I in school I was always the youngest in the year, just because when my birthday was, I think. Right.
0: Okay, but even then, we were hanging out with people that were always like one or two years older and younger.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and we past- always had like little little kids around us as well because like you know when we were on break or whatever it would kind of be like you know you're not just going to not interact with someone are they if they're having like irritating you in your face which they often would
0: yeah it's like it's like it's like it's like um creche and high school in the same place
1: yes yes it would be it definitely would be and also mum's club (laughs) yeah (laughs) they would be like sitting and knitting or like i don't know discussing veganism whatever home ed mums like to discuss
0: yeah yeah, so a very vivid picture of homeschooling is like um, sitting in like a community centre or like some, some kind of community building. All the mums are sitting around like fold-up yeah. tables and like eat, and like, the kids are all eating rice cakes and running around. And then there's yeah. like a, a hired tutor. Of the flies
1: in the playground <laughs> outside. Yeah, and it's like yeah. a bit anarchy. It's like, it's yeah. like an anarchy. But that's kind of what they wanted. Yeah. like not necessarily in a bad way but
0: so yeah it yeah. didn't mean we were mixing with people that were like 7 years old and also like 19
1: yeah yeah i remember there being a lot of at the meetups and stuff there would be a lot of people that were older and you never really asked like why you here like i suppose if you're at school and there was someone who was like you know you're like year 10 or whatever which is what like 12 i think and then someone who's like 19 comes along you'd be like fuck but like for us, it just isn't a, it's just a person, isn't it?
0: Yeah. We were interacting with people who um, had incredibly different ways of thinking. And I think, I don't know about you, but I think yeah. that's had an impact on the way I perceive people now that I grew up. Like my sister <coughs> now going through high school and to her, she hangs out with the people that are her age, interested in the exact same topics in a little yeah. social circle yeah definitely us? but for us there wasn't enough people for you to have a social circle yeah exactly Everyone i mean a like a circle
1: it would be like if we talked to um warwick about like anything kind of political and it would just be like, like within two seconds be like, oh my god be quiet i don't want to be friends with you <laughs> but I, I have that now like i have people that are like really disagree with like my one of my best friends like we had a real like like you know hot debate and it kind of is like You know, I feel being home ed and being surrounded by all these different viewpoints and stuff lets you think that that someone's opinion doesn't necessarily make them not different in any way or, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think it's probably made me at least very tolerant and very accepting of other people who are um, like, I don't know, I suppose I see a lot more people who've been through high school getting easily offended by different opinions and yeah, that just wasn't the case for yeah. us. We like we had. To, if you have to study for three more years alongside someone who has left the school system because of devout religious know. beliefs, sorry about that. Take a Clara. <laughs> I definitely wasn't getting knocked for. All right, that's fine. No problem. Can you describe to me like a week, a week in the life of fourteen-year-old Alfie?
1: Um jesus probably not really embarrassingly i probably can't really remember um i mean was i i mean was i doing my exams at 14 no no this is like this is like
0: yeah this this is this is like so like around the time of like fridays and sports on a monday and fridays on a friday like yeah if you don't if you don't if you don't have a nine to three school day then what do you have? What was your alternative? Yeah, I, I mean,
1: mine was just kind of like I'd have my stuff to do in the day and like i just kind of do it until I'd done it. You know, like I didn't necessarily wake up at a certain time or not that I like, you know, laid in all the time or whatever, but I didn't like do 9-3 to three school or whatever. It was sometimes like 11-4 to four or, you know, I'd sit there and do it all in one or whatever and not have a break and it was a lot self-led but then my parents would like initiate it sort of thing. What do you mean by that? If that makes sense. Well, like, um, when I would sit down to do, like, some schoolwork, it would be, like, my mum my would, like, sit me down and be, like, right, so this is what you're doing here, you know, like, in play some teacher sort of thing.
0: And so does that and then mean I would kind
1: of sit there and do it myself?
0: I, in that position, was your mum teaching you the subject, or was she just giving you the subject from a textbook,
1: say? Well, she was in as much as, like, we would talk about it and stuff. Like, we would have a conversation about, like, whatever it was. So, like, say when we did sociology and we did, like, Something that was like sort of relevant, like I remember when like in sociology and GCSE you did like Stephen Lawrence, who's like this case of, uh, I can't exactly remember what it is. I think um, it's like a police like inequality kind of case. And we had like a conversation about that. And obviously she can only teach me so much because she's not a teacher. So a lot of it was through textbooks, but obviously a lot of my kind of wanting to learn it came through conversations with my, my parents.
0: Yeah. Um, so if you were feeling like lazy and not interested in the topic, did you ever just have to like slog through it because it was part of a curriculum or did you only learn
1: the things you cared about? I mean, to, because we did, well, I mean, we did GCSEs, didn't we? Which obviously in English you need to learn certain things for, which I think is a lot of the reason why people do homeschooling, isn't it? Because they don't agree with that, that method of learning that you just learn by the subjects that you, Uh, you know you've got options and you know you should be able to learn anything you want but yeah obviously I had to follow the curriculum because I was doing my work for GCSEs yeah
0: and so were there were there ever times when you um, were there ever times you wished you went to school or or felt the, the appeal of the mainstream
1: school definitely but not for educational reasons at all just for social reasons can you expand on that well in that you know there'd be you you, you you i mean i feel like when we look at our home ed friends that went to school it was always kind of because like they wanted to get a girlfriend or they wanted to have more friends or they just wanted to be like more normal yeah like have a normal classroom full of people their own age and not full of like screaming toddlers you know yeah. what i mean you know yeah. i'd i done it for long enough that it was i didn't really want to go to school
0: maybe maybe the appeal is that um you kind of get to fit in a box when you go to school. Like you kind of feel like you belong mm. because you're one yeah. of a thousand students wearing the same uniform. Whereas, yeah. when you're homeschooled, there is nowhere you fit in. No one fits in anywhere.
1: Yeah, and and it's more about making your own identity, isn't it? Which is kind of difficult to do at a young age. Yeah, but we managed it. We did it. We did. Well, I mean thing is about like that is, is it's always changing isn't it you're never the same person like year in year out
0: yes true and so yeah. now that you um actually before i ask that can you describe the day so we we have ev- we eventually had to kind of clash with normal society we did gcse's and so mm. although our studies were super different to everyone else you know going to our teacher's dining room and having lessons there and then going yeah. to friday group surrounded by toddlers right. and doing lessons there and and having different teachers for different subjects <laughs> and teachers coming in and out some
1: of whom were cooking. <laughs> <Some of whom laughs> and um uh
0: but then it all came to a it all came to a peak when we had to sit gcse exams like we had to do them yeah, just like everyone else that, uh, you know it's, it wasn't like you can just sit at home and fill in a form and then you've got a gcse you have to do it like everyone else
1: yeah, yeah, because kind of, that's the thing with English schooling, it doesn't really mean Jack unless you get GCSE at the end.
0: Yeah, and so we had to do that, we did that. Um, so can you describe the, the day or days when we were getting our, our exams, what was that experience like,
1: doing our exams? What, well, as in going in and doing them? Yeah. Yeah, well I mean, when I first did it, I was by myself, because I did the RE one in September, I think it was 2015, and Long time. i mean i was really nervous at first obviously when you go going in first and i was the only one like stood apart from all the school kids not in school uniform and stuff mm-hmm. but then like i think it's just an exam you just go in and you just sit down and, and do it like i mean obviously you know people freak out in exams and stuff like that but i didn't i just sat down and, and did it and then you know you got that relief don't you when you come out of an exam and you're like ah. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah I'll do that again it's a lot it's a lot of it's a lot riding on that one moment. That's why I always hated, you know. Yeah, these, these... and all the revision and stuff, and you can do as much as you like, and I always felt like and none of it ever stuck. Yeah,
0: and the hours, the hours and hours we sat around that cramped kitchen
1: table at Amy's house all comes down to, like, an hour in the yeah. example. Yeah, literally, like, an hour and 20 minutes in somewhere you've never been before Yeah, with a pencil you've never touched. <laughs> <laughs> or pencil pencil. Yeah, so- it is
0: weird. So I, I also did I also did maybe a couple of exams on my own, um, and yeah, there, was there was wondering. a few there was a few we did as a group. Um, my experience of the ones where I was on my own was all of the kids in. So we went, you know, I went to the Norwich High School. We, you had to go to yeah. the high school to sit the exam, and all the other kids, kids I and mean, the teenagers would be sitting. UPS. They'd go in first, and they would be sitting in rows and columns in this big hall. Yeah, I was in last. I was the last one in, so I would then have to like, you know, walk in front of the hall, across (laughs) across all of the columns of people. It's It's like
1: walk of shame. Yeah,
0: Yeah. and I'm wearing like, you know, I'm just wearing like, I'm I'm wearing like a super Mario T-shirt or something.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I remember that Toad, big Toad, walks into the. (laughs) Yeah, Yoshi or something. So should have gone like dressed up. <laughs> yeah, well, one of those inflatable T Rex costumes.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing. For me, I was just wearing what I always wore. It was like an all day at school.
1: But for them, yeah. was like, what? This is who is this? Outside? Yeah.
0: And then I, saw so I probably thought end. we were
1: like some sort of traveling pop star or something, <laughs> like gypsies or something. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I mean, I was thinking more glamorous, like one of the new Harry Potter cast members has got to do his GCSE somewhere, right? But yeah, yeah. The... G- Caesar's works as well.
0: <laughs> um, and then, so I would walk to the end of the row, and then they would they would leave me a row. There was like a gap. There was like a gap. There was like a line of chairs, with nothing, no one sitting
1: there, and then there was me. So I was like yeah. separated from I all the other students. That, yeah. Um, but then when we did them all together, didn't we? They just they just mixed us in, didn't they? There wasn't any yeah. really of that, I don't remember.
0: Yeah, for some of them, yes. And we all went in together and it was like a little clan of homeschooled. And I mm. felt, felt like felt like us against the world, us against the system.
1: Yeah. It, it seems a bit like a prelude to a scene from The Matrix, where all the agent smiths just charge at the people who are dressed differently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh dear. Was, did, were you in the exam where the kid got taken out of? Uh, he was like throwing pencils at something or someone And he got taken out of the exam <laughs> Before no, he finished it no. yeah, I don't know if that was maybe my RE one then Yeah quite possibly that definitely happened, though.
0: I can't like, think of anything particularly funny That happened in my exams I was pretty focused in the exams
1: Yeah um, I mean I I always had a thing in every exam where I would Some of them I would either like Be struggling to finish or I would finish And then be like <laughs> Should I have not finished it? <laughs> and be really worried about that, and then just kind of be sitting there twiddling my thumbs, like reading what i would written for like half an hour.
0: Yeah, but hey, we 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 got we got what we needed, right? We we got them done, got some decent grades. Yeah, we survived the system.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was kind of like the clash of homeschool and the I don't know, like the, the system, the world of systems.
1: Yeah, that was the that was a weird day for all of us, I think.
0: So before I, before I move away from home education, what are the misconceptions that people have when you say you're home educated? Well, like some of the first questions people ask? Because I've got my own list of the questions people ask. I say, oh, yeah, no, I, was, I didn't go to school, actually. I was
1: homeschooled. And
0: then there's, like, a couple of questions everybody asks.
1: I can't really think of many now because it honestly doesn't come up in conversation a lot. Like, I was, I was going to say when you said, like, we got our GCSEs, and I was going to say, like, yeah, but I, I don't think I've ever actually had an experience where they've actually asked for them. <laughs> like Apart from when I was a gardener, when it was like, you don't actually need any GCSEs, but we'll get you a, a maths and English qualification if you haven't got one. And I had to find my certificates to be like, no, I have got one. i am like, look at my, my GCSE certificates. <laughs> so then after that, it was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Um, but with the homeschool thing, I think probably... Just like, do you have GCSEs? Is, is the big one that I've been asked. Okay.
0: Okay. Well, I'll, I'll tell you the ones I, I I hear a lot. Then maybe because I've because I've um, I'm, I'm now in university, so the topic of education is still very commonly talked about. And so one of the questions I get, yeah, asked yeah, first is, um, did you just watch TV all day? Yeah. To be fair, yeah, I've had that one. That's one I get a lot.
1: And that's a. And what would you say to that? Well, I mean, no. So why not? Why when people just be like, well, because I think when you're home, home schools, you 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 learn young. But if you haven't got any sort of motivations to do anything, then nothing's going to happen.
0: Yeah. That's, but then we did.
1: I did. I did personally know people that were allowed to do that.
0: So maybe so they're really interesting. I don't know where
1: they are yeah. now. So
0: <laughs> 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 I haven't heard from them since.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, still watching TV, man. Yeah. Uh, and and it's definitely down to you. If you don't if you don't care and don't study then you don't learn anything yeah so we we were a group of maybe we were like a fluctuating group of like i don't mean, know what like 10 people maybe 12 people around our age that kind of went through the home yeah. education thing together
1: well i mean it was really just like five of us really that was like in our friend in our kind of friend group they well, were like the consistent people that were there
0: it it, like. it it fluctuated a bit, like there were there were some people that went to the other side of the world, there were some people yeah. that uh I mean dropped out of certain subjects and like it was a very turbulent very turbulent process. Yeah. Do you have any particular memories of like the home ed the home ed squad?
1: The home ed squad? Oh god, well, <laughs> probably, probably actually, one of the really unique things of being homemade was being able to just like go and rob around the city, like in our break. Yeah. You know, because we would always like go and get McDonald's or whatever, and like, I don't know, we'd go and buy a t shirt from Primark or something just because. Yeah. Which was always really fun. It was nice to have that freedom with your friends when you're a young age like that.
0: So, are there any particular memories you have of like us all being somewhere doing something fun? because um, you know we're gonna yeah you know, if we um, most back of them are at your moment, house to be honest well tell me tell me one of them then because because I've, I've revisited a lot of memories by going through like photos and videos yeah
1: i mean i remember when you shared that video of me doing the cinnamon challenge <laughs> yeah that was one that I, I didn't need to see the video to remember how it felt that's <laughs> <laughs> funny um well, that, just like that was like
0: three in the morning or something with um, we, we like, say every, that now it was around. probably like nine o'clock <laughs> yeah,
1: true. Past <Yeah. laughs> Oh god, just like Yeah, like waking up early and playing FIFA until ridiculous o'clock. And like being too loud. Just like you know the good times when you're a kid and you just can just sit there and laugh with your friends and you don't you genuinely don't have anything else to worry about. Yeah. Scaring mm-hmm. the shit out of Warwick by looking through the fish tank. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Yeah, the three of us, of us the three of us did some some good times
1: yeah definitely definitely that was a good little trio yeah you had
0: to just make your own fun we didn't really go to events like we didn't go to concerts or like
1: oh no, you know, no.
0: clubbing or anything like that it was just like going around each other's houses and playing uh well
1: to clarify we were 16
0: stuff. yeah true but like yeah, I don't and know, the like,
1: dragons as well all, even all the 16 year olds really
0: that i uh, that i know now are like yeah going clubbing having house parties uh I mean, I never wanted to do that when I was younger. I don't know about you, but well, yeah, but you and me were nerds.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, but we—I feel like we were nerds too, who, who also, you know, had friends and weren't <laughs> complete like, yeah, like you know, you could ask, you could go up to the counter and be like, "Can I have some extra sauce, please?" rather than being too socially awkward to say it. Yes,
0: true, yeah. true. I mean, like I said, I did wear Mario t-shirts, so, so yeah, much there's to say. Confidence. <laughs> confidence that's what it is okay that's enough that's enough homeschool um after after these gcses we've kind of gone in slightly different directions so where where have you been since gcses what have you seen uh
1: well i went to college i did two years of a levels went to city college obviously made friends there and city college is always like a it was like a crazy place it was crazy you know because you'd just be like in the city on your breaks and stuff and you know, it was good. The stuff you could get up to, it was good fun. Uh, and then after that, I worked in number one fish and chip shop, which obviously was glamorous. But it was a restaurant, to be fair, and i worked in the, oh, Salad Boy. Salad Boy? Oh, I remember yeah, you so telling like, me this now. You would put, like, salad in a burger. Yeah, salad in the burger or do the crab. Mate, don't 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 be knocking this. Crab salad is, it, it takes time to perfect that. All right, you you take those then. new potatoes in the microwave and, you know, You've got to wait for the perfect ding. Yeah, fair. Bit of garlic, bit of butter, parsley. Were you? Were you
0: a? Yeah. Were you a world class salad boy? Were you a really good one? No, no, certainly
1: not. <laughs> I preferred frying the chips because it was less to think about. Right, Well, you just stared at them boil. You just kind of stare at them and stir them like a witch, <laughs> like while they bubble. They're like you, it's like this lethal fucking two hundred degree oil, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. I tell you the worst thing though about working in a fish and chip shop is mushy peas. Why Na- that? That shit is like napalm because it sticks <laughs> to you. Yeah, yeah. It's so sticky and it's so hot when it comes out of the bain marie, like it's literally boiling mushy peas, and like you need to like wash your hands for a good thirty seconds to get it off.
0: Yeah, I used to. I used to work in a fish and chip
1: shop, not
0: cooking very much, but like running the back, so washing up um chipping, okay, yeah, chips, yeah. moving sacks like heavy lifting stuff yeah boning the fish um
1: oh wow they did all that
0: yeah like it was like yeah, the ones
1: were like frozen ones that were deboned so when we when i was in the cellar we had a cellar for all that stuff
0: yeah I no, we... did
1: mean you had to lug these like massive chip buckets which i'm sure you are well aware oh, of
0: what you mean like the the big the, the yes. big the one that's like got up like... to your like nipples
1: yeah 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 and it's like half full and it's like over 70 kilograms like type weight
0: yeah and you're like, and yeah. you're like, and you're like a little 15 year old boy, like wheeling, wheeling yeah. this.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like, if I lift this, my spine is going to snap. And they're just like, just lift it. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah the times I lifted that, it's like, oh.
0: Let's <laughs> like double, double my body weight.
1: Man, just have a look. Yeah, easily. And uh, what's well, the money, you know, that. there was, there, are, there aren't many jobs around here where you can earn a thousand pounds in a month, like in peak season, just from how much you work. Mm
0: yeah so for context, you live like almost right out on the coast, kind of in yeah, the, very right in the middle area. of the
1: countryside yeah my village as well is best, like there's not a shop here, and there's no street lights and
0: yeah yeah, which is very nice, but very there,
1: yeah
0: very um isolated sometimes, maybe
1: yeah, especially if you don't drive, and like the buses around here are just dreadful, yeah, you know, classic stuff of living in the country after that I did an apprenticeship for two years as a gardener for um victory housing which is like a like a council house association in i think they've got houses like in other places in the uk as well but mainly in norfolk um and i did like it was more like grounds maintenance so it wasn't like planting stuff it was like well, i did a bit of that but it was more like cutting the grass and the hedges and stuff and like litter picking stuff like that and that was a good job i did really enjoy that because you kind of had like you had your van and you had your tools and stuff and then you just like went out and you know, you did your round in whatever way you saw fit. But I think one of the main things that was like I learned from doing manual labour was yeah. definitely like how much people work to not work. What do you mean? Well, like there would be times where it'd be like, so say on Monday, like everyone goes to the yard to like get their time sheets for the week, and or something like that. Say, okay. like every night, because that's what we do every night. Like we leave a bit uh, later from the yard in Chrome. And on those days, we'd always like end up going to Norwich or somewhere, like first off, because obviously it takes a lot of time to get there. And then I remember there would be days where we'd be like, "Oh, where will we go first in the morning?" I'd be like, "Oh yeah, we'll go, uh, we'll go to Yarmouth, Yarmouth Way, which is like a good two hours like drive. And then it's like we will cut like a bit of grass that's like no bigger than a desk. And they're <laughs> like, "Where should we go now?" Um, oh, it's three o'clock already. We finish at four. Let's go to Cromer, where everyone lives, so we can just finish it off. At- <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was just like. So
0: it was a day's worth of work to cut a desk size piece of grass.
1: There were often times where it was like that, yeah. Like in that situation, but there was a lot of times where I did learn a lot and, you know, the guys did teach me because they had been doing it, like, all their lives.
0: Did you you meet people that had been, what, like, were these old dudes?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, like the two people I worked with were, I won't name names, obviously, I doubt they'll ever, ever, ever even know what a podcast is, but it's yes. like, um, yeah, they were like 40 and 50, like proper Norfolk boys. Yeah. I think the most memorable thing about those two was like what every single day the game would be, the guy, like the main guy would go, what'd you have for tea last night? And then they'd take turns guessing. But like the thing was, is they had the same thing for tea, like on a roll. So like eventually <laughs> I just could kind of be like, yeah, you had shepherd's pie last night because it was Wednesday last night and Wednesday is shepherd's pie night for you. Like, <laughs> whoop dee do and it was just like, I'm sure they're still doing it now, like right, right now.
0: So these, so these are people um, who live and breathe Norfolk countryside. Yeah. Gardening yeah, and having right. dinner and that's it.
1: Yeah. I remember one time we were at the garage in like this garage in Hull and they saw someone they knew who was like a gamekeeper and he just like, they were, they were like standing around the boot of his car and I walked over having been in the shop and they were just like, all had like a brace of dead pheasants on their in their hands. And then the guy just like, looked at me and was like, are hey, you right, boy? And like, I was like, yeah, hey, hey, you're right, mate. And then he was like, do you want a brace, boy? And I was like, uh, yeah, all right then. Because I didn't really know what I was. And then he just handed me a load of dead partridges. And I like, <laughs> just went home with them. It was like, what, what's just happened?
0: Only in Norfolk.
1: Yeah, literally that, that's, in that's, Norfolk.
0: Not the, that's not the kind of thing that happens in London.
1: No, you'd probably, that would, you'd probably get the police call on you if you're walking around with a load of dead feathers. <laughs> yeah. We, they gave us like, the, th- the thing about that job as well, though, I will say it, is they gave me so much gear, like proper like gardening trousers and like steel toe cap boots and stuff. And they really sorted you out with an apprenticeship. Like they probably spent a good thousand pounds on the stuff that I used and broke throughout my time there. Like, they used to call me breaker because I broke a lot of stuff.
0: <laughs> what did you break? Um,
1: Why did you break stuff? Um, I didn't mean to break it. I just broke it by accident. Did I broke you a couple to- of windows, like lawn mowing. Um, you broke windows? yeah because like when you're lawn mowing if it's like a lawn mower that it'll catch a stone and flick up and it'll smash a window there was a guy there who um. did it when he was on his ride on mower and he smashed the window of a range rover that was driving along like the, the windscreen no and way yeah it was like that was my reaction at first but then it was like nice shot like <laughs> what are the odds of that happening
0: <laughs> they're like going kill someone yeah yeah well
1: yeah, probably could actually, fuck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so so you didn't mean to break it, you just... That's just no, the, no. just the nature of it. It's just happened.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wow. But there was tiring. Um, yeah, there was a time where I um I didn't break my ankle, I think I fractured it. So I was doing this like bank and it was really slippy and it was a good like, I don't want to say the degrees because I'm not going to know, but it was a good steep bank and it was wet and I slipped down and I like, fell on my ankle and then worked the rest of the day, which was pretty bad.
0: Well, and that was, what did you do? Did you say you fractured
1: it? I think so, yeah. I think I fractured it. I just, think oh, I just right. called in six the next morning and was like, yeah, you know, I fell down that hill, boss. <laughs> yeah, that's worse yeah. than it looks.
0: Yeah, I, I have one injury. I got a very bad injury. Well, quite bad when I was a chef. I don't know if you know about this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You can't tell. If I, I, if I show you right now, you can't tell that there's anything that was ever wrong with the back of my hand. looks perfectly yeah. fine. There was a day when I didn't have any skin on the back of my hand. This is when I was working as a chef. Um, there's two of us in the kitchen. It's like lunch, lunchtime rush. So it's like 11 11. 45, 12 o'clock something. And we're going from breakfast to lunch and it's just mental. And I grab a jug out of the microwave thinking it's what I put in there, which was like a barely full jug. And it had been changed to a full jug of cheese sauce
1: oh like, yeah so I, you've yeah. got the napalm effect
0: <laughs> yeah so i yank yeah. it out and it and it sloshes in the jug and in slow motion kind of like dollops itself from the back of my hand and immediately yeah, i, feel I wipe and with like within half a second i wipe it off and off comes the back of my skin, oh, skin the back of my i hand.
1: can feel it i can feel it happening because yeah. i had similar things i had similar things happen when i was doing frying and you would go to get like a bit of fish out and you just dip the end of your finger in Two hundred degree oil without like meaning to because it's dark and you can't see. And oh like, yeah! <sighs> and the end of your finger would be like something out of a cartoon. <laughs> it's just like a bone. It's just bone. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> just shoes left. <laughs> yeah. Okay. um Oh, that sounds painful. Yeah, it was a bit bad, and and the, and it was like you said, like lunchtime rush. What are you going to do? Just like I don't know, have a nap, sit around. Yeah. Like no, it's like.
1: There's like 16 orders on the trolley.
0: You better put a glove on yeah. and get back
1: to it. Which is really fucked when you think about it because I guarantee no one who was eating there would have wanted you to continue working had they known that you just skinned yourself.
0: Yeah, and I can remember at the, at the end of my shift they like filing in like an accident report and everyone kind of being a little bit shifty and a bit uncomfortable with the fact that yeah. I just like got a pretty severe injury.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it was just like work the rest of the day. Yeah. So, yeah. um,
0: But it's fine I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Business
1: places rely on young people like that like, Who don't know their rights Yeah, basically
0: <laughs> Yeah, I, got, I didn't get paid for the first like four shifts I worked at the fish and chip shop
1: Oh they what, like, probationary period or something Yeah, I was like, it's like, this is a test This is an introduction like, Did you ever get paid for it?
0: No, never And then the, the subsequent like five months Were like £3 an hour
1: what yeah how old were you 16 going on 17 oh yeah that's like where i work now obviously um they we have like little kids in the summer like some are really young like to do the ice cream yeah and like they get paid absolute peanuts and i'm just sometimes like i don't want to make them work because they don't get paid anything
0: (laughs) yeah once you've been working three pounds an hour for five months you then get an upgrade. You work somewhere new for six pounds sixty an hour. You're like, wow. Now, and yeah, also, yeah, yeah. When I was earning three pounds an hour, I would go home and put the money in like a jar because, and yeah, I, yeah. just, I didn't want to ever take it out of the jar because it was such hard. like. I would take a five hour and it's like, man, that's like a, that's like almost two hours of, like. Uh, my awful life, labour. It's like it's like not fun. It's like back breaking. It's like, like nail scraping. <laughs> like freezing cold hands pulling bones out of fish,
1: and you're like yeah. shivering in the freezer. And so like dipping your elbow deep in a bath of fucking defrosting fish.
0: <laughs> yes. Or like yeah. yeah. Or like hot as the sun oil. And so then buying like a can of coke from the shop for like
1: a quid was unthinkable. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, I used to be very, very tight with money like that, but I don't know. See, my chip shop experience was different because I remember like working and working and working, and then like before I got my paycheck, I was like, "Why am I doing this? I'm not got any money yet." And then when I got a paycheck and it was like a thousand pounds, I was like, "Ah." Oh, <laughs> yeah. So you, you you got a pretty decent you got a pretty decent job, I think you did all right. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, it wasn't the best workplace. I probably shouldn't say anything about it as it's like in the public domain. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we we only leave five star reviews here. Yeah. Okay, and then most um, mo- to bring us up
1: to date, what have been the most recent things you've been doing? Uh, I've been a barman at Chroma Pier, on which also has a theatre. Um, so it gets pretty busy there sometimes. And but yeah, that's, you, I do enjoy it, but I, I don't like like having to work with the public. <laughs> I've had I tell you one time we had a show that was. Like it was just it was like these male strippers. I can't remember what they were called. Forbidden Nights. That was it. Forbidden Nights. Forbidden Nights. Yeah, and it was like an erotic acrobatic show. Right. Right. Um. And they were so like you have never seen so many drunk, horny, forty-year-old women in your life, dude. <laughs> just like, and I was the only man working on the bar, right. and I got propositioned so much, like. For everything and then I lost my shit because someone like I was doing their drinks for them and I would like put them all on the bar and then she went can you start you can start with your cock now and I was like what and she went no never mind and I was like no go on and then she said it again and I was just like what, like what are you drinking
0: <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good night man that sounds like a lot of fun
1: yeah but it was like oh it was gross it was gross she was like 40 it was just like
0: yeah and it's chroma of pee. not what you want in a yeah okay um and so there's been one other thing that's going been going on in the background of, of these hmm. uh for the past couple of years for you um which i think is very interesting and is quite unique um maybe not so much in norfolk maybe it's kind of you know in rural england maybe this is kind of just seem kind of not too strange a thing to do but to lots of other people it's a bit more weird so i think you know what i'm referring to yeah. you want to tell us about it
1: yeah, well, I do historical reenactment as well. So we reenact like just the Dark Ages, really. So we're not just Vikings; we do Saxons as well. Um, and some of our people do like later stuff, so more like knights and that sort of that sort of whole vibe. <laughs> uh, but I started that like when I worked at Number One, and then got into it a lot more when I worked at the did gardening because I had a lot more free time because that was like a you know a week just nine to five job in the week. So I had my weekends off to go to shows and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it is a big part of my life. Yeah. I mean, there are, you can definitely delve into it and just make it a complete lifestyle if you want to, like by constantly maintaining your gear and, you know, training by yourself and training with other people all the time and like getting new stuff and fixing your stuff and sewing stuff. And, you know, you can really just go into it and go ham with it. Um, I've calmed down a lot more recently because I haven't been to many events, but yeah, hoping when, hopefully Hastings this year, we'll be able to go to that.
0: So historical reenactment means basically there's a group of you that act as if the present day were the 1400s.
1: Yeah. Um, I think the date we do is 7.50 to 9, to 10.66, sorry. Right. It's like our official, like, because I'm part of Ordgar, which is a group in Norwich, at, at Ordgar Norwich. I'm <laughs> now, flying yeah. i flying across this. Yeah. I've got, yeah, a, yeah. I've got an
0: affiliate link.
1: In the link, link in buy, yeah, 10% off. <laughs> <It's>
0: <laughs> 10% off a homemade Viking shield. T- 10% off for Raid.
1: <laughs> I'm coming for 10% off. Two pillages yeah, for yeah. one. Yeah. Um, uh, but we're part of the Vikings UK, which is like, and I think it's, there are groups all over the world, but it's mainly in the UK. I've like different groups of reenactors. We're reenacting Vikings and Saxons. We reenact with each other because we've got like the same... You know, so if you've got, like, one centralized sorry, everyone's got the same rules on combat and authenticity and stuff. So it tends to look better than people who've got completely different ideas about everything, just going at it.
0: Mm. So so this is a super, not strict, but super, um prof- like, professional thing. Like, these people are, care about doing it properly.
1: Yeah, a lot of people aren't professionals, though. Like, there are a lot of people in it who are, like, archaeologists and study archaeology and, you know, really know their stuff. Um, But it's more... In terms of, uh, yeah, you do want to stick to the archaeology And we try to stick to what's been found And also what's feasible But obviously there's only so far you can go with any sort of historical reproduction Because we don't have all the information
0: Hmm. So, um, is it always Are you always reenacting an event happening? Is there always something happening? Or is it more like you just set up camp in a public area Or at a public event And kind of act like a, a zoo exhibit almost like look here are these people yeah. doing this thing and you can kind of <laughs> interact with them if you want
1: it's not it's normally like so for the battle of Hastings. obviously we're reenacting a specific battle but then there are some shows where we'll just be at like a village fate or whatever because they've paid for us and there's some shows where it's like like we do one at corfe castle which is in somewhere down south <laughs> in I england I I, it's Dorset, in the uk in um in the United Kingdom, because <laughs> most of the shows we do are like with the National Trust or English Heritage or something like that. Sure. So, but yeah, we kind of just set up a camp and obviously try and be a little microcosm of Dark Ages life. Obviously, the main part about it for like the public is is battles because that's what people kind of will see. They want to see guts. Yeah, yeah. Pretend violence.
0: Okay, talk about that then a second. Um, how do you? How can you? How can you reenact a
1: battle without? getting hurt how does this work we you do get hurt like you can get hurt because we use like live steel weaponry it's obviously all blunt Uh, we've got rules on like you know how how round like your edges need to be and like you can't have certain rules on our weaponry and our gears like everyone wears a helmet like even if if like so for example the the helmet rule isn't entirely historically accurate because like helmets and metal and stuff would be really expensive so you would have like it'd probably be like 10% of the people on the field would be having a helmet and the rest would just be like in clothes but obviously for safety, like, we all wear helmets. You know, there's quite strict rules where they're all trying to be hot on safety. But obviously, like I said, you're fighting with metal weapons, so accidents sometimes happen.
0: So is it, is it super like, is it like, is it like um, Star Wars, where they do like a choreographed, <laughs> like a super, like every, every, every blade, every
1: blade, of the, every blade swing is like aligned and they're always clashing and no one ever actually gets No, hit. No, definitely not. I mean, sometimes you do, like, if you're doing, like, a show, like, the battle will be scripted, like, you'll know that you're going to lose, or, like, you're going to win. Um, But when you're actually fighting people, you're trying to, like, you're trying to hit people, like, in the hit zones, Um, but it isn't scripted, like, in terms of, like, we will have, like, after the main battle, we'll often do, like, a refight, where it will just be the same size that will just go at each other, and then, like, it's just who wins. Right. Um, And those can be really exhilarating. I remember the first time I did Hastings and it was like, it's your time to charge down the hill now because obviously at the Battle of Hastings, the Saxons fuck it all up by running after the Normans and how it worked that the show is if you've not got Chainmail, then you charge down the hill. And like, obviously, I didn't have Chainmail when I first did it and I don't have Chainmail now. Um, So you've just got to be one of those stupid Anglo-Saxons that is like so bloodthirsty that he charges to his own death. (laughs) And it was just like, you are standing there, like really nervous because like there's horses that have just run past you. You're like, are they gonna come back and run me over? And like, you know, it's it's busy. It's yeah. busy. There's a lot to take in. And it does give you a bit of a sense of what it might have been like.
0: Um and are there, are there...
1: without the threat of actual death?
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. Are there people that really <laughs> go for it? You know, are there are there people that are like oh, yeah. screaming, I can imagine like big red bearded guys, like just like screaming and like the
1: spit and drool coming at their mouth oh dude and they're like you know like hitting you, you with an axe. You, if you don't scream you're not doing it properly yeah if you don't have a good scream you don't do, you're not doing it properly <laughs> yeah like i remember this the first hastings i did there was this like because sometimes at hastings especially there's people from other countries So like i remember specifically there was some danish people on our side on the saxon side who were like these big guys with dane axes which like six foot axes like that they use, like, and in the Bay of Tapestry, there's a depiction of someone, a head of a horse being chopped off by one. So they're pretty, <laughs> like, mean bits of machinery. Yeah, okay. I remember on my first Hastings, there was, like, this girl who was, like, obviously dressed as a normal knight, and she, like, started to hit my shield, and she went, death to the fucking whatever the English king's name is, death to Goblinson. And then we were just stand stood there, like, having a slagging match, as well as, like, hitting each other for, like, five minutes. <laughs> And just like laughing as well. Like we were both laughing at each other because it was funny, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's good even though you're in a big field and you're trying to hit the other person that you can still like enjoy your your shared sense of, you know, enjoying history.
0: Does it all feel like a game or is it very, um, is it so
1: authentic that you really take on a role? Um, I think it is important to keep in mind that it is a game because, you know, you could easily get way too into it and hurt someone. You know, like, people do get hurt quite badly. Like, I remember a show I went to last year in uh, Yorkshire. This guy got hit in the head with an axe, I think. And he had a seizure, like, on the field. And they had to, had to like, cut him out of his chainmail. But what was funny is the first thing he said after his wake, he woke up, was, like, he looked around, apparently, and just, like, saw that his chainmail had been cut open and was like, why the fuck did you do that? <laughs> like, that cost me £400.
0: True Viking. True Saxon. Yeah, life. yeah. So, so some people get hurt. Some people get hurt, some people take it too seriously or get a bit carried yeah, away. Yeah,
1: some people don't take it seriously enough and just pretend that they didn't get hit, which is always really irritating. <laughs> right. Like, especially when you've just like, this, like you know, you've just run your sword across their belly and like if it was real life, they would just be like, half of them would be on the floor. Like, and they're just like, no, I'm fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's a bit of a problem. Yeah, it's like yeah. in Quasar. That's really annoying. You shoot someone. Yeah, it can and then and then they're just Yeah, because it it's gotta away. be an honor system. Yeah. Yeah, they just stand next to you. <laughs> <laughs> they, like with the gun like up against your like chest, just like spamming the trigger.
1: Yeah. They take some duct tape in and duct tape up all the lights. <laughs> yeah. So they can't actually be shot. Um
0: does am I right in thinking? Because I think from what you've told me before, each person does have a, a persona, a personality right. They they play a character. It's not just I'm Alfie. And I'm a reenactor It's like I am this person I have a name I have skills and abilities That are unique to everybody else I have a role to
1: play Uh, Somewhat yeah I mean it depends on the situation Like you felt comfortable doing it Because it is, it is a lot to ask someone to role play And like you know You can't just step out of your 20th century 21st century sorry Self and into someone who's from the 10th century But yeah we all have like names and stuff but obviously, there's some people who remember the names, and there's some people who don't. You know,
0: do you have, do you have a persona name, a character name, and do you have specific uh, traits or activities that you're involved with
1: more than others? Um, so yeah, my well, people try to have like two characters or two names. So if we're Vikings or Saxons, um, so my Viking or Norse one is Thorstein Sigvardsson. Sigvardsson, obviously, being like the patronymic way that they. Like name their kids so Sigvard is just my father's name mm. and he's a skald, which is like a poet which is kind of like a warrior poet that would be like employed by nobility essentially to be like a kind of almost like a cheerleader sounds weird but like they would write poems about them and like if they say like the king goes to battle the scouts would go with him and they would be like no fighters anyway so they would be following around like him because he's important and they would then write a poem about this battle to big him up like so it's like a journalist? Sort of. But just totally totally embellishing everything. Right. To make one person look really good. Actually, yeah, so it is totally like a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: And so does that mean you have been writing poetry while in
1: this role? I I have done a little bit, but it's like it's quite it's the the old North poetry style is like really in depth and I'm not a poetry student at all. But I more wanted to be a scald because of I like the poetry. I like the old stories and stuff like that. Hmm. There have been some good moments when I've told some little kids some stories and stuff and made them laugh and stuff like that.
0: So, a couple of things that what what are a couple of the main things that people will do in order to live the lifestyle? Like, are they making their own weaponry and tools at home uh, during the week? I know quite a
1: few people that um, do make weaponry. Uh, Obviously, there's like people are limited in like how they can make them. Like a lot of it is more like refashioning metal into. Like, you know, a, a sword or something rather than fucking smelting it and forging it and stuff because it's a long and complicated process. And a lot of people, I know a fair few people who make money from selling and stuff and making jewelry and stuff like that. And like all the clothes and stuff, I, they were made, they weren't bought.
0: Okay. Can you quickly describe, like, because this is an audio, this is an audio medium. So you're going to have to paint a visual picture using your words. Can yeah, you yeah. describe, so, like, your, imagine, your,
1: you know, I turn up, what do I see you wearing? How do you look? So I've got I've got like pro- probably either linen or wool kind of trousers on. They're probably quite tight. Um, not like when you see in medieval films where they are literally wearing tights, but more like kind of like slim fit trousers that uh, would be gathered up at the bottom by like woolen wraps. Like a kind of probably about two meter strip of wool that you could wrap around your legs to kind of gather your trousers and for warmth and tuck into your your boots, which the boots are just like they're just like two bits of leather, like a sole and the top bit. And if you imagine like a knee-length linen dress as like your underwear, like like the t-shirt you would wear to bed and like would wear under your shirt or something, say. And then you would wear like your woolen over tunic, which would be just a bit shorter. Bit, yeah, yeah, sorry, just a bit shorter than the under one. Mm. And depending on how rich you are would depend on the colours and the quality and the decoration and stuff like that.
0: And are there a couple of essential... Like tools and accessories that people have, either for, for, for practicality or
1: for decoration. A knife, lots
0: of jewelry. A knife and... one
1: that, I mean, again, all these things are. The thing is about when you look at medieval culture is when you look at what people have got on them, it's so much more obvious that they're trying to show status. Whereas right now, if you say went to like London and you could like, if you, if you knew what you were looking for, you could point out the people that have money. Like if you knew, know about fashion and stuff like that. But back then, it's more like you wear your wealth on your body, like depending on who you are. So, like, say for example, like blue. Blue is a, a color that is really hard to get in that time and in that area in Northern Europe. So, blue would be reserved for would be an expensive fabric to have. Mm. Like lots of leather and stuff like that would be something that would be rare. So, like belts would probably be really simple little thin strips of leather with not a lot, not a lot of metal on them. Because obviously, metal would be more favoured to go for like valuable things. But yeah, knives are a really common thing. Combs are the one that. Um, Scandinavians in particular, would often have on them, mm-hmm. like combs made of bone or antler or wood. Um, and I guess it would depend on what you did, like, and where you are. Like, no one's going to carry, like a sword like no. You, it's not like in the films where everyone is like always in their armor and like always got sword on them and stuff.
0: Because that's heavy yeah. and impractical. Yeah. Um, yeah, it
1: is. and yeah, Awkward.
0: I, I, like, have you ever tried, you tried know,
1: sitting down with a sword?
0: I haven't. And actually, I was about to say, you know, at one time, what was it? Maybe a year ago, six months, a year ago, me and Warwick came to your house when you had yes. some equipment and we, we tried using like a sword and a shield. And yeah, you were pretty good. It's well, I really don't think I was that good, but what I did learn was that this stuff is big and heavy and, uh, you know, unwieldy to use. It's like awkward, especially using a sword. Maybe most people who watch movies, have never actually held yeah. a sword before. Like a sword is a damn heavy. That's a lot of metal. Um, yeah,
1: and it's not. It's not like easy to just cut someone's head off. Like you've got to know how to do it.
0: Yeah. So maybe. So maybe it would be. It'd be great experience for everyone to just hold a sword, and then and then watch those medieval movies and understand exactly how difficult it is to do that.
1: Um, well, the sword is really one of the most overplayed weapons ever, because like you would never use a sword how they use it in Hollywood because if you imagine actually fighting with a sharp weapon and hitting another bit of metal like edge on edge it would just it would like you'd go to like kill them at the end and it would be blunt and it wouldn't do anything do you know what I mean? It would just be useless so you would not use your sword like that. So how would you like Well you would use it to kill people with that's that's all it would be for really. I mean obviously if someone's coming at you with an axe you're not going to stop not going to try and not stop it are you? But there's no way if you saw someone else with a sword on the field, you're gonna go, "Yeah, I'm gonna get my sword out and just smash it against your sword for a bit," because like it's a really expensive kit. Like I saw somewhere online, someone was saying that a sword is essentially the equivalent of like a Ferrari, to right. like a Viking. Like it's not, it's not something to be thrown away and, and ruined.
0: So combat one hundred one would dictate like keep the sword in the sheath until you're about to kill someone. And then what you revert I mean, to a spear of or an
1: axe? Most people would have a spear anyway. That was that's the, the most like used weapon like throughout history, really, because it's cheap to make and it's easy to use. Mm-hmm. It doesn't require a lot of training to just like poke someone. <laughs> but then obviously, like I said, with a sword, you've got to have your edge right, and you've got to, you know, you've got to know how to swing it properly and where to swing. And but spears and axes are the main one that people would have used. Okay,
0: and um. Just talking about the the people in the camp and um the characters that people can you can you describe a couple of other particularly interesting people that you were working with because you know you've been you've been kind of in and out and it's been a couple of years and you haven't been involved for a while but there are people that live this
1: day in and day out right well they don't like dress up every day but there are a lot of people that obviously dedicate a lot of time to researching stuff and like improving their impression as it were like making it more authentic and Giving themselves things to make them, their characters feel more alive, if you know what I mean.
0: So, can you describe a couple of other people that do very, very, that have that do very different things? They have very different roles, or just a very yeah. vivid personality.
1: Definitely, uh, one of our group members, Aaron, whose Saxon name is Grimble. He he portrays like a tanner. So, a tanner is someone who like prepares leather and stuff to be worked into the whatever, and would probably work it as well. But tanning is like really gross. So, you literally use like brains and piss and shit. And, like, that's why if you see, like, Tanner's Row or whatever, it's always normally on the outside of the town because it would be away from everywhere because it smells so bad. (laughs) Okay. Like, literally. And he um, walks around with a bucket and, like, basically, it sounds really weird, sounds really weird, but he asks people to pee in it (laughs) because he needs their pee because he's the Tanner. But, like, it's just always so hilarious and people love it. Like, people just love to laugh at it. Mm. And it just it's great for getting the public involved and for kids to laugh at stuff and, like, there's, like, we'll we'll be like, oh, yeah, I've got some pee for you. And then there, we'll drop, like, a pine cone in there. And then yes. he will like, be like, what? And, like, pull this pine cone out. And, obviously, it looks like he's just pulled shit out. And he's been like, you've ruined my piss. <laughs> and, like, we just love doing stuff like that. Um, and then there's Andy, who's a, he's a Scottish guy. And he plays Pryor Godwin, who's, like, well, he's a prior Which is kind of, like, a step up from a monk, but, like, like one below a priest, I think. Um, and there was one of the hastings we did. He pulled my tooth out. He didn't actually pull my tooth out, but like he had a fake tooth and then he like we did like a kind of skit where I didn't want to have my tooth pulled out and everyone like held me down and then Prior Goblin just pulled my tooth out. <laughs> 'Cause he had pulled he had had made these like authentic like pliers or something like that. Yeah. So it would be what they would have used to pull a tooth out. And there that. was like people watching and they were just like there was this little kid who was just like, Oh my god, is that really his tooth? <laughs> it was, it's, it's just funny. Um,
0: okay. Why is he, why is a prior pulling a tooth out? Isn't that a dentist's job?
1: Yeah, but they didn't have dentists back then. People of religion would have been the people who would have known the most about medical practices. And obviously you've got to remember that, like, if someone had like an achy tooth, they probably wouldn't be like, ah, I've got a toothache. They'd probably be like, I've sinned.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. You know, because everything is based on religion back then.
0: Hmm. Okay. So toothache was like, um... Treatment from 100%. God.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Justice being so Yeah, but you
1: would have to have, like, that would be the priest like, job. Um, I mean, the leader of the group is pretty notable because, like, when she gets in character, it's, like, because she plays, like, the leader of, of Norwich. So she's, like, Lady Elfina, and she, like, she looks amazing, like, when she puts all her gear on because it's, like, you can tell of, like, all the time that's gone into, like, all the embroidery and everything, and, you know, she really does look the part. Um, but then, also as well, when she like gives you an order, in her character is like, yeah, yeah yes, miss. <laughs> <laughs> like she's very good at it. She's scarily good at it. Yeah, okay. I would not be surprised if there was like an apocalypse to see her leading some sort of like movement with her as queen.
0: <laughs> can you tell me a couple of stories if you can remember some? Uh, yeah, a couple more particularly interesting stories from reenactments. Hmm. Um, Funny or scary or
1: I mean brutal (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean just the shoes the shoes are brutal because they're so slippy (laughs) I've known several people to have fallen and broken things just from from falling like and often the places where we go it's like oh yeah you've just got to walk up this hill like to the top of the castle and then it's like this path that's like this wide like on grass and you're wearing authentic gear and you've also got like a shield and like three spears and like trying to carry all your shit up the hill because you like you know you're camping somewhere else Mm -hmm. and it can get quite hairy sometimes like that I mean the public can be the most interesting like being asked is that a real fire (laughs) (laughs) genuinely been asked that okay yeah I've I've heard people who've said they've been asked that when then someone will then just put their hand in it to test before they actually hear the answer as well
0: okay so members of the public maybe aren't quite ready to deal with this alternative reality that they some- is that the I highlight is that the highlight of all of this what the public do you think yeah. oh, I
1: don't know about that I think it's the, the highlight is definitely being able to like go somewhere and like 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 Corfe Castle where we can camp there and be there at night you know and no one else gets to do that mm. and that's really cool um, and obviously as a history nerd being able to go to like you know where the Battle of Hastings actually happened and basically just have a big play yeah and like just play it it's is amazing and it does give me goosebumps every time. And it, but it does also feel a little bit weird to me that it's like everyone's watching, and it's like, I don't, I don't really think you'd want to watch the actual thing, though. Yes. Okay. It's pretty grim. So, you know. It is very weird how we glorify violence so much.
0: Hmm. Does it feel like you've connected to the people that came before? Have you got a much better kind of feeling of connection to our history as
1: a Saxon country? Yeah. I mean, I've learned a lot more about it as well. But yeah, I think that's what everyone who reenacts is kind of trying to go for, is to try and relive that experience. But obviously, you know, I'm kind of always aware that you are, I'm never going to relive that experience because, I've, you know, when the public leave, I'm still going to get my phone out of my bag and, like, rub a cigarette and yeah. get these modern things that I haven't had.
0: Do you think you would survive as a real Viking? Like, how well do you think you would do if you were born in the 700s, 800s?
1: Uh well I mean, this is the thing you've got to get clear, is that like in films and stuff, they've everyone is like so eager to have a good ruck. And I really don't think anyone would be because like no one wants to die, you know. Um so probably not fare very well. I mean it's a pretty brutal world, really. You yeah. Know? You're you... probably more likely to die from a cold as a baby than you are ever to die in a battle. And if you were to see a battle, you'd probably never see another one.
0: Yeah. It's very very. I think it's um, very easy to romanticise And actually maybe Tuberculosis is not that romantic
1: No, however it, it would be quite nice to be able to live in a world Where what matters is what's around you And not like yeah. in this world we live now Where you have to worry about everything You know, but like If you're a farmer in Norway In the ninth century Your only worry in the summer is getting your harvest in And your only worry in the winter is that your harvest Will be good enough to last you the next you plant more yes you know it's a lot more of a simpler life
0: i wanted to understand how could someone go from being a kid to being a a viking reenactor like what what what's the process of going from like like how did you first become interested in um history or in mythology and tales of old and how did you ever end up Turning up at one of these events wearing your own gear because like that's a that's a that's a big step for a lot of
1: people. Most people just live an office job. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I've always been into history. I've never really there's never been like a moment where I was like, yes, I like history now. Um, I remember when I was younger, we actually went to like a reenactment, and I was like probably about six. I actually like ran into the battlefield like with a little cardboard sword. I can so, imagine that. mean read about what you will yeah like at six years old (laughs) um but i mean i'd always kind of wanted to do it but then it's kind of like you say it's one of those big steps to actually then go and do it and find somewhere that does it and like you know it's a very big thing to get into before if you've never got into it before because there's nowhere you can just go and like you know scroll and click what you want to buy and you know you've kind of got to figure it out for yourself and you know like you make mistakes at first like i bought so much shit that i just don't use now because it's just so wrong or because it's just not safe to use, or whatever.
0: And and so. Um, so so how did you? I mean, being interested in it to like, did you did you meet someone that was a reenactor and you had a conversation, or did you find them online? How did you ever get into this? To
1: begin with. I think I found them online. I think my dad actually told me like oh, I saw an ad for this reenactment group in Norwich that does like Vikings and stuff. And then, basically, we do, like, training sessions, obviously, where we meet up and, and play and train and stuff. And I went to one of those, like, as a guest sort of thing and went and had a go and stuff and loved it and then just kept going. Probably went to training for a good six months, probably, before I actually did a show. Can you
0: can you cite a couple of particularly um, particular sources of inspiration
1: towards you becoming so interested in the topic? Like, was it Skyrim? Um, pro- no, probably... Probably Lord of the Rings made me fit, feel very attached to like that historical setting, I guess. Okay. I don't know. Like, cause I grew up with that. Like I've got read that as a kid and obviously I like, grew up watching the films and stuff. And I mean, I mean, you can attest the fact that we always love just like, you know, swords and sorcery and fucking horses charging down people and stuff. It was always like, you know, I always was more playing as a knight as a kid rather than a cowboy. Yeah. Um. I remember before I actually went to training, I'd been watching the Vikings TV show. I don't know if you've seen that.
0: I haven't, but I know many people that have, and they say it's very good.
1: It is good. It is good. Um, it's totally historically inaccurate, though, in like what they wear and stuff. Right. Like They look like like weird biker fetish Vikings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're weird. Um, but yeah, it was probably after that, and like trying to look up and see what people actually did, because I'd heard of like HEMA, which is when people it's called historical european martial arts when people like used like blunt swords and stuff to fencing and stuff but not in like a fencing style in more of a you know historical sword fighting style mm. um and that led me to like looking at reenactment and stuff and kind of finding out that it wasn't just a big scripted like show at all the time mm. and, yeah i just joined up and the rest is history it does just it, it sweeps you off your feet quickly especially when you do a really good show like hastings or something and you're just i need to do that again
0: yeah and one story, for a bit more context as well. So this is when we were like maybe fifteen. We once went to your place. Me, you, me, and you, me, and Warwick were hanging out at your place. We went to the quarry. You remember the quarry? Of course, I remember the quarry. And we and we were just like running around with like sticks or something, and like oh yeah, and um, chasing each horrifying. other. around. I was, I'm, I'm really just like like, eating the shit out of it. Yeah, I'm like throwing. I don't know, just messing about, and it was this big abandoned quarry. And we, you know, it's like a yeah, yeah, scene yeah, of yeah. a battle, or from like from like Warhammer. You know, it'd be like a Warhammer yeah. thing where you've got like terrain models in this. Yeah, terrain. Yeah, it's yeah. Like terrain. Um, <laughs> like slopes and flat areas and machines and stuff. And yeah, yeah. We were fifteen. We
1: were supposed to be like I don't know having girlfriends one thing but instead we yeah, were running around with drinking sticks. wkd in the field <laughs> yeah yeah but I, i'm glad of that you know because it's good to be able to open up your imagination and stuff Obviously. yeah yeah like i said it's good to just be able to be imaginative and stuff you know yeah and to play like a kid which is, i think what we yeah would... totally i wish i was still a child i wish i was still fucking 10 jesus christ i'd chop off my nuts to be like a child again <laughs> so much easier i hate being an adult yeah
0: well, is there is there any way, are you still able to be a child sometimes? Like re-enact- definitely, re-enact-
1: definitely through reenactment sometimes, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm like, it does feel silly sometimes because we're all like big grown men and women um playing, you know, playing Vikings, basically. But then it is great that you're in a field with 100 other people and they all love what they do and, you know, you've all got that in common. Yeah. You know, you can hit each other and, you know, you can hit each other and kill each other, kill each other um and then have a beer afterwards and it's good it's good fun
0: i bet it's great for the soul to be out yeah
1: country fighting having a scream mate you've never you've not lived until you've lost your voice because you were you were screaming at norman scum
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I'm you know what?
1: Some. that's an
0: experience i think we should all have someday
1: yes um, definitely it should be like national service to have to fight the battle of hastings <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> to me and to lots of other people i think this is going to be very fascinating
1: yeah well i hope someone i hope it inspires someone to go and give it a go if you've ever thought about it yeah just do it just do it It doesn't cost a lot of money you can do it for cheap you know people will lend you stuff
0: okay and remind me the name of your division
1: uh <laughs> ordgar division
0: <laughs> norfolk uk all right i'll add a link or something yeah. in, the, in the podcast notes.
1: yeah i'll link one to you or something man but yeah it's been good talking and you thanks for taking the time I
0: worry so I'll definitely do it again What's up king all your yeah both the and more than why you so yo rap that go i'm raw, the dance